0: To thirteen, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, and ye shall search for me with all your heart. In the presence of God and our praying, prayer is not something you can prove by debate. It is an art. Anyone can learn it, even a child. To prove it to yourself, you must try it. Must try it consistently. Why should we try it? Because sooner or later you will need God. Maybe not at this moment, but mark you this the time will come when you will be helpless without God. Watch people carefully. You'll find that if they don't depend on God, they lean on somebody or something that is perishable money, family flattery, entertainment, medicine, ego, fame, and all that will pass away. Where will you be when you have no human or material props to lean on? The historian Arnold J. Toynbee says that every great leader went away alone for a time. He became spiritually inspired and returned full of fire to lead millions to a new form of civilization. In other words... The practice of spiritual silences or being alone with God can make you a servant of tremendous spiritual value. If power is used selfishly, it will destroy you. If it is used selflessly, it will exalt you. Philippians chapter 1, verses 19 to 21. The Bible says, For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. According to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If you lose your life in Christ, you will gain all the things of permanent value. If you give your life to yourself, you will lose everything. We have an all-too-human habit of trying to force God with our own willpower, to do what we want Him to do. That is tiring, frustrating, and often fruitless. The whole point of the matter is that we must learn to want to do His will, to relax and receive His power, which He will then completely flood us with. It's like ringing a doorbell. No matter how lightly or how heavily you press the button, the volume will be the same. All that is necessary for the two little pieces of metal to touch each other. You must touch God. He must touch you. Contact, not force, is the principle of the power of prayer. Many people can't pray because they are too tense, too stressed, too nervous, too on the edge. They can't sit long enough to pray. When possible, get alone in a quiet place. It is not absolutely necessary, but this helps. And think only of God. Now when we prepare to seek to be with God... Where the answers to every need are to be found, we will call it the practice of the presence of God. What we will aim to acquire is a sense of awareness, a sense of knowing that He is closer to us than we are to Him. Proverbs 18:24 says, "A man that hath friends must show himself friendly." And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Well, Jesus is our friend that sticketh closer. Than a brother. Many people who do not know God have such problems of mind, body, soul that they see no way out. They are frustrated. And when they are frustrated, they may think dangerous thoughts, even thoughts of self destruction. If there is anyone who even feels that way right now, just listen to this. Do you know that almost everyone has felt that way at some point in time or another? Before you go to bed tonight, think of God as your father think of him as far more wonderful than any human father could ever be he is more approachable more understanding, more generous more kind, more loving he has the whole universe and his performance at his fingertips feel about him the way my daughter feels about me climbs down the stairs at night seeking seeking just some comfort, some reassurance or she wants a piggyback ride Or right on my shoulders. And all the while, there is nothing but trust in her to me. Nothing but security she feels when she's in my arms. She wants to seek me out when she has a bad dream. She wants to seek me out when she's not feeling well. She wants to seek me out for, for this or for that. There's nothing but trust in those eyes and nothing but security that she feels when she's with me or near me. This is the way we can think of God. In His everlasting arms. His everlasting arms are always extended to catch us when in faith we throw ourselves on His mercy and His security. Don't wade out too deeply into the vile notion of your own despair. No matter how tragic you, your life may find you, no matter how powerful the pressure of your problem, seek the presence and the arms of God for your only security. An important fact about being absorbed in the great presence of God is that under such conditions we shall already be associated with the qualities that are capable of meeting all of our individual needs. It means that God has us and that we have God. Therefore, if we are the one with God, we are in possession of and possessed by wisdom, love, courage, hope, strength, humility, knowledge, patience, unselfishness. If those qualities are in us and we in them, We shall never have to ask for things as such. We shall already possess all of life that is important. But how are we going to be made aware of him? How can we know or realize his presence? My friends, we cannot get away from his presence. Not for a split second, day or night, no matter where we go, he is there. Paul says God is above all and through all and in you all. Right this minute, if you hold your hand out in front of you, and look at it, and then close your fingers and clench your fist, and then open it, you will see the result of the power of God that is working in you at this moment. That action is proof itself that God's strength is present. He is closer to you than you are to yourself. You cannot get away from him for a moment. Think of him as being in the air you breathe, as the author of all life you possess. You see you cannot escape from him. No matter where you go or what you do, God is there. How beautifully this idea of God being there, God being everywhere, God being all around, how beautifully that is expressed in Psalm 139. Psalm 139 says, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compass my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but, Lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind, and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, it is high, I cannot attain unto it. Whether shall I go from thy, from thy spirit, or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I sin up to heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning, and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, even there thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even a night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being imperfect, and in thy book and all my members were written which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts of me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I wake, I am still with thee, Surely that will slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me therefore, ye bloody men, for they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee, and am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee. I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way, and lead me in the way of everlasting. Yet you can live as though you were not existent but Psalm 139 shows he's, He does exist. He is everywhere. We cannot go anywhere where He is not there. He, you can live as though and choose as though He is not there. You have free will to close your mind and your thoughts to Him if you desire. While living in the midst of Him, you can train your mind to shut out His presence. Even though you are inseparable from Him. You still can isolate your thoughts from him. Such a person is like the man who died of starvation and was brought to the city morgue. When the police examined his tattered clothing, they felt something sewed into the lining of his coat. When they cut the garment open, they found carefully hidden ten $100 bills. The frustrated man or woman who was seeking godless satisfactions, yet who was dying from the fear and loneliness, has all the real satisfactions of life right there in his own heart. If they are saved, it's right there. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6:19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God. So whether you know it or not, you live in the presence of God. Someone once observed and said this, the eternal now of God. They referred to this thought as the eternal now of God. In other words, there is no time but this very moment now. Tomorrow is not yet born. The next second has not arrived. Worry and fear come from borrowing on what does not yet exist. So you cannot grasp the next moment before it exists. Neither can you hold the pleasures of the present moment. No, you can't live in the past, nor the future, and you cannot hold the present. You live in the eternal now. Someone gave an illustration that might help one who is on the way to spiritual collapse. He said that when you go to the kitchen to wash the dishes, you can only wash one dish at a time. Is there anything easier than to wash one dish? It may give someone that terrible feeling of frustrated fatigue if that they imagine all the dishes that must yet be washed. Tonight, tomorrow, the next day, the next week, all through life, that projection into the future that has not yet been born is what ruins us. We waste away today with our worries about tomorrow. To learn to live in the presence of God, now to learn to believe in the presence of the eternal now, a great principle of spiritual power, someone once described it this way. There once was a fish. He lived a perfectly normal life in the ocean until one day he looked down into the depths and seeing vast spaces below him, he worried about falling into the black abyss. So the fish began to chase his tail, reasoning that if he could catch his tail with his mouth, he could hold himself up and keep himself from falling. As he chased his tail, he began He began to get scared, nervous, and he lost all the joy in his life. Finally, the old wise ocean asked him why he was making all this effort and all this fuss. The fish told him that he was trying to catch his tail so he might not keep from falling. The ocean said, listen fish, I'm the ocean. You live in me. I am above you. I am below you. I am in you. I am all about you. I feed you. I supply you with air. I sustain you. And look, while you've been listening to me, you have forgotten to chase your tail. You are doing all right. Forget yourself and live in me. I don't think we have to labor the point any further. You simply cannot get away from God or from the eternal now. Accept him. For in him you live and move and have your being. Paul said God is above all and through all and in you all. It does not require brains or brilliance or intellect to know these things. It does require humility, understanding, and childlike faith. Sit quietly in a chair if possible. Breathe slowly, deeply. Forget yourself. Now ask God to make you aware of his presence as you sit still for a few moments Then say something like this. Oh my God, you are truly present about me, through me, and within me. In you I live and move and have my being. Then be quiet for a moment or two, for as long as you can be quiet, you may soon begin to realize the peace of God that passes all understanding. Be patient, keep trying, and you will get it. You will come into the presence of the eternal now.